The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're here with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So once again, we come to Friday. And what is Friday? Friday is the end of the week. Well, if you work the weekends, it's the beginning of the week. So we had a lot going on this week. So what I normally do on this program, as you all know, if you listen in and people have called and said, hey, where are you? And they found me. I don't know if I want to be found, but they did find me. So I'm going to start off with what I like to call my little rhyme time, or as legendary Dave calls it, the Dr. Seuss excuse. And here we go. A month has gone by since the war in Ukraine has started, and now Biden to Europe, he has departed. So first he sent Harris to deliver a message to Putin, and the message, it was garbled. She embarrassed America, and the Russians kept a-shooting. So we just saw a plan, one without cause or justification, and things are going all wrong as well in this American nation. For inflation, you see, is hurting our money tree. And with the idiot's plan they have going, there's no chance of any improvements showing. It's such a shame, you see, when our senators act like idiots before the TV. They claim the Republicans are mean, apparently, they didn't see. They didn't see the Kavanaugh hearings, the ones that we've already seen. These were the worst behavior of senators there has ever been. They balked about questions being asked be- being below the Senate's dignity. With the words that the Democrats uttered, it really stretched the boundaries of creativity. For Americans, we should be getting smarter because each and every day we continue to work harder. We work harder and harder to make much less and less and then go to the store to buy food and the items we want without much success. The supply chain is broken, and Joe never fixed it. He can claim all that he wants, but the reality is he nixed it. So on to the next topic. The media should go. There's nothing to see here. There will be no more show. So each week there's a new person, new thing or new statement regarding the problems they caused the Biden administration. It's failed without abatement. So now you watch the hearings as the Supreme Court justice to be approved. It appears none of the Republicans will vote for her. They were not very moved. But trying to get a straight answer from Judge Jackson is really quite a feat. Having never answered a question, it appeared quite clear. Dick Durbin, chairman, wanted to take her seat. It's simply an embarrassing fact when a country attacks another and you fail to act, especially after agreeing to the protection and exchange for their nuclear weapons that we agreed to in the Budapest Pact. Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons in exchange for our protection, and then America and others ran in the opposite direction. It's embarrassing to see Kamala speak. She just enforces the world's view that America is now weak. The reason Putin did not invade for four years Ukraine was because he knew that Trump would bring on the pain. But instead we now cower in the corner and hide behind NATO. It appears now that America has lost its shine, and has lost its halo. You cannot lead from behind when justice is on the line. Don't worry, Joe. You go back to your basement, and they will tell you that things are just fine. 
So now we know that appeasement is not the path to peace. Seems that we've seen this movie before and seen this plan before with the police. What sense does it make if we just sit back and watched as the Ukrainian cities, the cities were torched, blown up, and yet another American mission has been botched? We decimated our military and hunted white rage while Putin and the Russians were planning the war and turning the page. We're useless, feckless, and hope are not a foreign policy plans. If you want the planet to survive, you better start and bring the military caravans. So now I see war games beginning in Norway. Putin is destroying a country while America and the rest of the world don't want to enter the fray. So the G7 met in Brussels, I hear, to make a decision. That'll make a difference. It'll take them a year. Well, bureaucracy is slow and war is fast. The way this is going by the time they act, the war, it will be in the past. The Russian missiles are flowing. They are falling each day. And the world will give weapons too slow that Ukrainians need today. We stand by and watch as the population dwindles from the attacks. But if you listen to Biden, he's got it under control. He has a different set of facts. Biden will tell you we are processing things as they go. But somehow I watch my television and see the Ukrainians have nothing to show. Since we didn't give them enough weapons, the Ukrainians are fighting with heart, while Putin continues to blow their cities and their people apart. Why has the world not put an end to this disaster? So just give them the damn weapons already, and God forsakes, do it faster. It's apparent that Biden hasn't made one decision and is trying to prevent NATO, NATO from becoming a division. It's clear the European leaders are so happy they have Biden, because Trump made them pay up. He made them stop hiding. For the European Union, they prefer to push Joe to and fro. Where they all were clear, down the rabbit hole, Trump would not go. At some point, the world has to step up and show that this type of behavior is accept- unacceptable. And Putin has to go. Why we waited till the bombs began falling is beyond my IQ. Maybe someone in the world can figure it out before the Ukrainian civilians run out of things to chew. It appears that the Russian army is getting stuck in the mud. They can't go further, and some of their bombs are even duds. So how does this end, and what's the end game? Or maybe does it all begin again when he does it to Poland the same? Russia is leveling all the buildings that house the people inside, yet the Ukrainians continue to fight and fight with so much pride. One survey they asked of the United States people if they'd stay and fight if they were invaded. Strangely enough, the lack of determination to do so with the American flag, it has faded. It's pretty sad to admit that we will fight for some other border, yet our southern states are completely out of order. It's not just incompetence. It's creating the situation. The Biden administration wants to change the makeup of this entire nation. Would they think if they let illegal voters in at the southern border that it will create the new permanent democratic order? It's not just incompetence. It's part of the Democrats' plan. It's because the Democrats and Republicans are letting it happen. They're doing it because they can. 
So you see, once again, Joe Biden blames someone else. It's not my fault. It's Putin. It's Trump. I tripped up the stairs. There must have been a bump. So the Supreme Court nominee, it's Jackson, you see. But when no one's watching, she can let the criminals be. They ask her to define the term woman at the same time she was stumped. So here I was expecting an actual answer. For a moment, I got pumped. What I saw at the hearing was the problems we see in America each day. It's the elitists who are running this country, claimed to be the downtrodden in some unreal way. We try to fool ourselves in thinking that nothing's wrong, that everything in America is going to be the right way. It's like watching ping pong. The hypocrisy of these hearings is being put on display. If it wasn't so serious, it would be a comedy today. They lie, they twist the truth to make a point, so they claim. And now they're indignant. Their excuses are so lame. So when you get there, you'll see that things are not the same. They claim on their side of justice. And they invoke some other name. There's nothing more ridiculous than a Senate hearing for the Supreme Court. It's not at all how the Founding Fathers wanted this process to comport. So as we bring this full circle... I'd ask you this week, bring your thoughts with you and make the truth based in reality that you seek. So now we look at some of the things that went on this week. We had some really interesting things happen this week. You know, we had Kamala Harris. Um, she's like our national embarrassment monument. You know, anytime you want to send something out there that sends a garbled message a cackle, a laugh inappropriately at the time, you send Kamala Harris. And it's really kind of interesting that they just keep doing it. The, the, what is it? The definition of insanity is doing the same darn thing over and over again and trying to get a different response, a different result. So what's going on? Let's take a look at America this week. So in our first block here, we'll pick it up with the Iranian insanity. Insanity is no longer insane. Give the enriched uranium of Iran to the madman? Gee, let me ask you, what could go wrong here? What could go wrong here? We're going to lift a billion dollars worth of sanctions on Iran, and they're going to just walk away with their uranium to Russia. The guy who just threatened to use nuclear weapons... So, for those of you who have been living in a cardboard box and don't have radio or television, the JCPOA is trying to be resurrected from what it rightfully had a death. That's the agreement, long-term agreement with Iran, I think it was in 2015. And Trump said, not a chance. Because what it did is, it gave Iran a nuclear weapon. Some of the things that you do... Reagan said it best, trust but verify. Under, under Biden and under Obama, it just seems that in, in the right way, they trust everybody. But under that methodology, it's a disaster because you cannot trust these people. They have shown you time and time again that they're going to enrich uranium. Their goal in this world is to get a nuclear weapon. Really? Seriously, President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and the rest of the 14-year-olds of the administration from Harvard and Yale, 
wake up, see what's going on in the world, get your heads out of the book, get your butts out of your, you know, get your heads out of your butts and look at what's going on. What do they want out of this? They want to get back on track. They want to open up their little secret routines. They want to use the centrifuges to enrich uranium and they want a nuclear weapon. They have developed the ballistic missile capability. Think about this for a second, America. Do you really want, in fact, think about it, the rest of the world. Do you really want Iran to have ballistic missiles with nuclear capabilities being able to hit any country on this planet? You really, when you say those words together, that should scare the living daylights out of you. We thought that Russia was somewhat stable when it came to nuclear weapons. I mean, after all, they have the biggest arsenal, and we should know that. But yet we gave them the ability. So let's make something smart. Let's do something interesting and and not do something stupid again. Not do another Afghanistan. So we'll be right back after this break, and we'll continue with Iran Insanity. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we were talking about the Iran insanity, the Iranian insanity. So you have in this negotiations, you have their their brilliance of Jake Sullivan, Yale Law School, looks like a high school student, and then you have Ned Price, another product of Harvard grad school. You talk about failing education here. State Department spokesman. They really, understandably, because of their age limitations, they really have no clue as to what evil is and how evil really works. And this part, this part of the equation is real. It's a serious void in negotiating. And let me also spring this on you, which I thought was really kind of interesting. And I heard this, and I had to listen to it. And I first heard it on CNN, I think it was, and I said, nah, they must have it wrong. And then I went to MSNBC, and I said, nah, they're in the same vein. They probably have it wrong, too. Then I went to Fox News, did a little research on the web. Let this sink in for a second. We are having the Russians negotiate a uranium treaty at the table with Iran on our behalf. 
Yeah, you heard that right. No, I didn't say it wrong. Russia is negotiating on our behalf to bring this agreement to the table. Now, hmm, let me guess how this is going to work. So Russia is going to get all the excess, quote-unquote, excess enriched uranium that Iran produces so that they can keep under a certain limit that they're going to set in this agreement. That's right. Give the madman some some more enriched uranium. Why don't we just give him some ballistic missiles? You know, give him a couple silo sites in, like, Kentucky or Kansas. This way he wouldn't have to travel far to blow the living daylights out of America. I, I, when I heard this, I was, I, I was incredibly frustrated with the lack of concepts of why you would give madmen weapons to destroy you. It, it's just, is Biden trying to destroy the planet in his in his lust to get another dumb deal before the midterms, and this is just listen, trust me, this is political hackery at its finest. He is trying to get a win before the midterm elections because guess what, folks? He's put up a goose egg for wins. He hasn't done anything. They keep saying, well, they're just not messaging it right. Listen, it's you, if you had a book of. Biden's successes, you could put it out on a toilet paper piece of paper. You wouldn't even need a soft cover because there are no successes. He's destroyed the economy. He's destroyed the energy industry. He's destroyed our relationships. The only thing that he has maybe done, and I'm, I'm sorry, it's not him. It's because of his, well, indirectly, because he failed to act prior to the Ukrainian war and the Russian invasion. He's brought NATO together, so if they want to claim that that's his win, good luck with that one. How many other how many countries have to be destroyed so that Biden can get a win? But here's here's what we have: we have the madman getting enriched uranium from Iran, who is a state sponsor of terror throughout the world. Gee, what could go wrong here? Is no one else looking at this? Are they using the force to help them proceed in these negotiations? And here's the other thing. I spent a good number of hours, a good number of hours this week, trying to find out the terms of this plan and where the agreement was at. And guess what? This is the secret plan. This is sort of like the Biden energy plan. It doesn't really exist, but they'll tell you it exists. At what point do we say this country is a completely different collective of minds than what's going on? There is such a disconnect between the administration and what America wants. And I don't think anybody realizes that this country is supposed to run the government, not the government run the country. We are supposed to elect people who are doing what we want, not what they want to do. And here's what happens when you put somebody in Congress, when you put somebody in the Senate, you put them in there for 50 years, it's kind of like a rubber stamp. People just vote for them because they recognize the name. The guy with the most signs wins. You don't have an idea of what his platform is. And clearly, when they get to Washington, they do whatever the heck they want. So why are they doing this? If you ask Americans on the street, do you think it's a good idea to give Iran a nuclear ballistic weapon and then we'll ship it over to Russia to hang on to it for them for a little while? 
How many of the people on the street, the Americans, remember we the people, how many of those people would say, hey, that's a really dumb idea? I'm betting 70 to 80%. I mean, you have your sycophants who are always going to say whatever Biden wants, he's doing the right thing. Whatever he says, it's the right thing. And whatever the consequences are, it's Trump's fault. Or someone else's fault. Because that, that Trump excuse is getting kind of rusty there. I think they've used up their uh, Trump card, to put it interestingly. The Trump card is used up. It's almost expiring. So the secret deal will be the next end-of-the-world problem that we have. And, and by the way, AOC is probably thrilled with this deal because, honestly, the climate change, when the world instantly reaches a billion degrees or 100 million degrees, I believe, is the center of a nuclear bomb when it goes off, you won't have to worry about climate change anymore because 100 million degrees is pretty significant of a climate change. So we really won't have to be concerned about that. So just as a word of advice, all of you who are concerned about climate change affecting you in 10 or 12 years, don't worry about it. This planet won't be here. We won't be here. It's going to be done. If they keep on the path they're going, go ahead, give Iran the deal, release the billions of dollars to sponsor terror all over the world, and then give the excess enriched uranium to the madman in Russia. This sounds like a brilliant plan conceived by Putin himself. And no doubt he's at the negotiating table for us. You really got to wonder what's going on in this country when you see things like that. You know, the mental picture of what's going on in Iran from Russia and then having Russia at the nuclear arms negotiations on our behalf. This is just, it's, it's not incompetence anymore. It's dangerous. You know, there's one thing to hire someone that they need to get experience, like a president, vice president, who actually learn on the job. It's another thing to have them on the job making the same stupid mistakes every time and not learning a thing from their prior mistakes. Not a thing. You know, and, and I keep saying this every week. We were misled by the press. We hired him. Did we not? Legendary Dave, did we hire this guy or what? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, we can't fire him, but we did hire him. And I don't know. I, I was sort of surprised that you didn't mention their latest, or this came out, I believe, yesterday or day before, uh, the uh, Democrats' latest great idea for saving Money at the gas pump. No drive Sundays. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't think that was real either. Yeah, well... This is kind of like... This This goes with the Russians at the table negotiating for us. Yeah. And how well do you think that's going to go over in America? You can't drive your car on Sundays? I, listen, it's better than the Gavin Newsom, I'm going to give you $300 a month to get some gas while I take $600 a month out of your other pocket. Did you hear about that one? I I did hear that they were working on some uh, type of gas release. I yeah, think they, they can got go a gas to, release all right. I think it's they can go talks. to uh, a drugstore and get that, can't they? <laughs> we need gas X for Gavin Newsom. we got to get the gas out of him. Listen, you know, they used to say... When Kamala Harris speaks, she's like a hot air balloon, but what's keeping her down? Yeah. You know, I, I, 
you're an attorney, and obviously you went to law school. How can someone like Kamala Harris get through law school and pass a bar exam? I can see, like my dad said, he went to law school and was going to take the bar and decided he liked the other bar better, so he stopped off there, you know? And, hey, the bar exam is how many bars can you go to before you fall down? Yeah. And uh, how does that go? I don't have a drinking problem. I drink, I get drunk, I fall down, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, how did she get through? You know, there are people I know who were very smart in law school. And Syracuse was a tough law school. Very smart people, but practical common sense is a flower that does not grow in everyone's garden. And my grandfather used to say that. Common sense is not a flower that grows in everyone's garden. There are some people you can give them anything and they will figure it out. And there are people who you, I, I tell this story all the time, is you give a woodworking mechanic four nails, four pieces of wood, and a hammer. And you give a Yale law student four pieces of wood, four nails, and a hammer. And you come back in five minutes. And the mechanic, he will have built you a box. You come back in two weeks, and that Yale or Harvard Law School student is still trying to figure out why you gave him the four nails, the four, <laughs> the four pieces of wood, and the hammer. And the bottom line was nothing got done. Nothing. There's a difference between practicality and reality. They can think about it all they want. And honestly, the way the Biden administration does things, I prefer they keep thinking about it and do nothing yeah. until someone who knows how to drive this country gets in. You know, it, it's sort of like what I said last week. Biden has done one thing, and that's make many people in America that voted for him appreciate Trump more today than they ever have. Buyer's remorse. Well, like I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, last week, is you don't have to be the smartest guy on the planet to be president. But you should bring aboard, as your administration, some of the smartest people. And that just seems to be, you know, the people he has on board with him are the same people who are the ideologues that got him at into the office. The people who he could do no wrong hiding in his basement. They had no idea what his platform was. They knew based on what the media said. And listen, this is a high-tech lynching of Donald Trump. And I don't know, actually, I, I didn't intend to speak about it today because I didn't research it fully, but Trump sued Clinton and all the rest of the gang. He sued them yesterday in federal court in Florida, and he brought them, he's going <laughs> to, boy, I'll tell you, I read the complaint. I was very impressed with the complaint. I don't know who drafted it. I, you know, I didn't get that far down the line, but I can tell you from looking at this, I mean, he's got people, they're all in trouble. They're all in trouble. You know, I was reading up to page three and four so far. And literally, he lays it out completely, how the Steele dossier got started, how they indicted Igor Dutchenko, and how they got Sussman, how they got Fusion GPS. 
I mean, these people, if all of these allegations in this complaint are true, he's going to win this lawsuit. And I'll tell you, they have such detail here that if I'm a juror on this case, I'm looking at this with an open eye and I'm saying, if he's got the if he's got the substance behind this to make these allegations true, this is a winning lawsuit, boy. I mean, basically, the Clinton administration hacked into the White House, hacked into Trump Towers. They did spy on him. Comey knew about it. Strzok knew about it. And every one of these little yohas, these guys who are, the, the, you know, he kept saying, there's no deep state. James Comey, McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Kevin Kleinsmith, Bruce Orr. They were all the deep state. They were all the government officials that abused their positions with the public trust to advance their position with Clinton. And she still lost. I mean, just think about this. They actually infiltrated the White House. I mean, that that was pretty, pretty amazing to me. And they basically... Trump had to expend tens of millions of dollars, according to his complaint, in order to defend himself. And that says a lot about America. When you have an internal system that's broken, and you have people in the system who are corrupt, you have a real problem. So we're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Bite of Reality. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So, what we were saying is right before the break is, I was reading through the Trump complaint, and he's got the deep state laid out. He's got the deep state right in that complaint. I mean, he's got them all by the... Um, the the indictments, shall we say? <laughs> it's radio. We have to be careful what we say. So, all of these people knew that this was going on, and it was the most bizarre thing that we've ever seen. But here's the here's the real catcher. Here's the real kind of that brings it all together. The media ate it up, and they knew it was garbage. They knew it wasn't true. 
and they ate it up anyway, and they fed it right to the American public. And there are people who said, oh, my God, he's a Russian agent. Oh, my God. And Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff. Talk about a Schiff show. Okay? I have the evidence in this envelope. What was it, his laundry ticket? Because there was no evidence, but he lied. And we're okay with that as Americans. Hey, Democrats can lie. Not a problem. Doesn't bother anybody, right? No, nothing to see here. Mark. The intelligence. How, how are they going to weasel out of it? You know, they're going to weasel out of it because they're public officials. They're public. If you lie on the Senate floor, you can't be held liable. It's an amazing thing. You can lie. You can say anything you want. And because they're in power, Democrats are in power, there'll be no investigation. There'll be no accountability. We have learned under the Democratic control, one thing I've learned, and you may agree or disagree with Democrats, but there's no accountability for what they do. They don't hold anyone accountable. You know, they, they once said to Trump, oh, I could go on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and no one would care. The Democrats are doing it every day, and no one assumes to care. No one seems to care, I should say. No one assumes they did anything. That's the first problem. But I wanted to jump into something because I thought it was really noteworthy this week that I kind of heard it in the hearings, and I wasn't able to hear the entire hearing, but I heard enough, trust me, <laughs> to figure out what was going on. You know, I've heard, oh, gosh, Representative Cory Booker, he needs the Jesse Smollett. He needs the Jesse Smollett Award for acting. Oh my goodness! This guy deserves an Emmy. He deserves an Oscar this year for the best acting. This guy is incredible. I mean, I cannot believe that they let him into that theater. Okay, he should take a bow because he made the paper. So here's what really happens. Okay, so. For those of you, again, who are living in your cardboard boxes or on the rocks, Ketanji Brown-Jackson is the Biden Supreme Court nominee. Now, touted throughout the media, throughout the lamestream media, as the first black woman nominated to the Supreme Court. Hold on a second. Oh, wait. Correction. Let's go back, America. Let's go back in time. Come with me. Blue, 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 blue. Back in time to 2003. So, Biden wants to be credited for nominating the first black women to the Supreme Court. Hey, you know, it, it's just as an aside before I get into the Janice Rogers Brown issue. When you tell someone that you are picking them because they are a certain gender, and I still believe there's only two, you're a certain gender and you're a certain color of skin. You take away everything that that person has accomplished in this lifetime from making the grade. You have degraded her to the point of, I'm going to take that one because that's the right color. And I'm going to take that one because it's the right gender. Not because she's brilliant. Not because she has a fantastic career. Not because whether you, whether you agree or disagree with her decisions. And I do disagree with the way she's handled a lot of her decisions. She's made it. Okay, and she did it on her own, and I applaud her for that. That's fantastic. But don't tell me you're going to pick her 
And one of the criteria for using her as a Supreme Court justice is because she's black and because she's a woman. Because everything else that she has done in this life then becomes a zero. That becomes a zero. You know, if you give somebody something for free, it's worth nothing. And they gave her this nomination because she was the most qualified? No, because the same reason they gave Kamala, they checked off a box and they checked off the other box. Okay, that's not racist. That's a fact. Who's the racist here? If I said I wanted to hire an old white guy for the Supreme Court, they'd call me a racist. But if I say I want to hire a black woman, I'm a hero. Do you see the hypocrisy in this? Do you see what's going on here? But let me get back to Janice Rogers Brown before I go off on a further tangent. So Biden wants to be credited for doing that. Let me tell you the real story. This story begins in 2003. President Bush nominated Judge Janice Rogers Brown to serve in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District Court, Columbia Circuit. D.C. Circuit's considered the country's second most important court. It has produced more Supreme Court justices than any other federal court. Brown was immediately hailed as a potential Supreme Court nominee. She was highly qualified, having served seven years as an associate justice in California Supreme Court. Incidentally, the first black woman to do so. She was the daughter and granddaughter of sharecroppers, grew up in rural Alabama, Alabama or Alabama, during the dark days of segregation. And she rose from poverty and put herself through college, UCLA Law School, as a working single mom. She was a self-made American legal star. But she was an outspoken conservative. There you go. There was her downfall. So Biden set out to destroy her. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden. That's right. The hero here. He's not the real hero in the story. Biden and his fellow Democrats filibustered her nomination, along with several other Bush circuit court nominees, all of whom had majority support in the Senate. It was the first full scale effort in American history to prevent a president from picking a federal judge he wants. Democrats argued that she was out of the legal mainstream. What they really meant, dog whistles, is she was a conservative, and they didn't want her. So she was reelected with a 76% of the vote, highest percentage of all justices in the California Supreme Court. But when the Democrats derailed her nomination, Bush renominated her again in 2005, and she was eventually confirmed by a vote of 56 to 43 after Democrats released her. The following month, when Justice Sandra Day O'Connor announced her retirement, Brown was on Bush's shortlist to replace her. She would have been the first black woman ever nominated to serve as an associate justice of the Supreme Court. But here's the secret, folks. You won't hear this on any of the lamestream media. Biden appeared on CBS, CBS, Face the Nation, to warn if Bush nominated Brown, she would face a filibuster. And here's the quote. I can assure you that if Bush nominated Brown, she would face a filibuster. I can assure you that it would be very, very, very difficult fight, and she probably would be filibustered, Biden said. Asked by the moderator, John Roberts, wasn't she confirmed? Wasn't she just confirmed? Biden replied, here it is. The Supreme Court is a totally different ballgame because a circuit court judge 
is bound by stare decisis. They don't get to make new law. Now, for those of you who don't know what stare decisis is, it's when a prior decision governs what decision you have now. So you have to follow that decision. It's a legal principle. What Biden threatened in 2003 and in 2005 was unprecedented. There's never been a successful filibuster of a nominee for an associate justice in the history of the republic. Biden wanted to be, he wanted to make this black woman the first in history to have her nomination killed by the filibuster. So what did Bush do? He eventually nominated Samuel Alito, who got onto the bench. So today, Joe Biden calls the filibuster a relic of the Jim Crow era. But yet when he used it, it was okay. To stop a black woman from getting on the Supreme Court when he was in the Senate, that was okay. That was fine. That didn't matter, right? That's a different story. So here's another interesting tidbit for you. In 2001, the Democrats blocked the nomination of the first Hispanic to be serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C. Circuit. Okay? According to an internal strategy memo obtained by the Wall Street Journal, they targeted Estrada at the request of liberal interest groups who said Estrada was especially dangerous because he is Latino and the White House seems to be grooming him for the Supreme Court appointment. They did not want Republicans to put the first Hispanic on the Supreme Court. So, folks, there's the truth. There's the truth. So now Barack Obama, hey, he gets another star in his corner because he appointed Sonia Sotomayor. She was the first Hispanic justice. So let me just put it to you this way. The Democratic commitment to diversity, it's a ruse, folks. It's only important to them when they do it. When someone else wants to take that into consideration, that's bad. Because guess what? Conservatism kills everything. Say that word three times fast. It's all about identity politics. Don't let them fool you. It has nothing to do with qualifications. Same reason Biden picked his VP. Same reason that he picked the Supreme Court nominee. Is she the most qualified? I haven't seen his other nominees that he had in line. But there were other people that were much more qualified. But that's not the way it runs in the identity politics arena. Mark, if uh, if I can interject one thing, I think that if you look at this nominee, you look at her record, and then you look at the one thing that is coming up, I think, and you can clarify this, but the Bidens are going to be facing some real questions soon, and uh, it will ultimately reach to the Supreme Court, I think. And it goes back to what we have said, telling the truth all the time, as best we know it anyway, is that follow the money. And this is true in all branches today. And it will be true in the Supreme Court. Follow the money. I mean, listen, honestly, it's not going to change the balance. But here's the problem I have with her. She can't answer simple questions. She's very adverse to giving honest answers. She understands she's going to be approved. She understands. It's advising consent. 
so they got the numbers. This is a this is a numbers game. It's nothing else. But why are you trying to stay above the political nature of things? Like she wouldn't give an opinion on packing the court. Honestly, the Supreme Court has nothing to say about that. That's a congressional matter. She wouldn't de- define a woman. She was asked. Well, I'll get back to the. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then I'm going to get right back into the questions. And we're going to see what she said. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. And we got the legendary Dave in the studio. So right before the break, we're going to try to do the lightning round here. So Katanji Brown-Jackson gave some great non-answers. First of all, here's the, here's the problem I have, Okay. If you're a progressive activist judge, hey, you're going to get confirmed. Let's hear it. Be truthful with the American people. Say, yes, I'm an activist. Yes, I disregard the law. And I'll give you an example that one of the big things that was brought up is with respect to her decisions in some of this, the the porn cases, child porn cases, which are absolutely egregious. And I, you know, you, you can't even listen. I don't try to understand stupid things that people do. I've given up trying to do that. In 35 years of practice, you have run into a lot of dumb people. Not necessarily all of them on the wrong side of the bench. So what she did is in every case that she had with a child pornography case, her record was abysmal. Every sentence was less than the guidelines, less than what the prosecutor was asking for. She has this thing about criminals. She's light on criminals. And this is the part of the problem with what I see for her. An activist judge, and what does that mean? An activist judge is somebody who doesn't follow rational law, doesn't follow precedent. They don't care what someone else said. They make it up as they go. And she did that. And what was interesting is they had the Trump case. And the case had to deal with the DHS secretary being able to determine the priorities of extricating people who are legally in this country. And she completely obliterated the law, which used language, a sole and exclusive, unreviewable decision by the secretary of the DHS. She couldn't understand that language. Sole and exclusive, non-reviewable. Yet she went and reviewed it, and she was, of course, overturned on appeal. But this is the kind of, that's what an activist judge does. Don't look at the law. Forget about the law. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do. So here's the other, her her child pornography cases are abysmal disaster. It's embarrassing. But here's the biggie that I had the problem with. CRT, critical race theory. She's on the board, 
of a school. It's um, Georgetown Day School. She's on the board. She denied knowing anything about them teaching critical race theory. She blatantly lied on the oath. Why is she trying to hide that fact? What does it matter? She's going to be confirmed, right? But yet she obfuscated her answers. She doesn't give a straight answer. She garbaged around. So she said, no, I had no idea. And then I, I think uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, he turned around and he pulled out some books that they were showing and they were teaching in the school. And it was like racist baby, oppressor if you're white, and oppressed if you're black. They're teaching, this is a K through 12 school or pre-K through 12 school. Okay, It's a private school. She claims she knew nothing about it. So A, she either out and out lied, or B, she's clueless, and that's even more dangerous to me than her being a liar. Because if she's that clueless on a board that she should know what's going on, that's a serious problem for the Supreme Court. Listen. And and by the way, I don't know if you saw this or not, but she's paying 45000 a year for a kid to go there. Oh, yeah. Listen, the elites have no idea what the rest of us go through. But here's the bottom line. She could be a member of the KKK. She could be a Black Panther right now. She's going to get approved. She's going to get approved. So that's that's a non-issue at this point. So why are you lying about it? And here's another big thing with me. Her judicial philosophy. What is her judicial philosophy? She never answered that question. What she did is she gave her methodology. I clear my head. Some people, that's easier to do than others. There's not a lot to start with. But how you do your cases, I clear my head, I watch the facts, I listen to the case, I hear the evidence, that's a methodology. That's not a philosophy. Are you a constitutionalist? Are you a constructionist? Are you an idiot? Those are judicial philosophies. Do you throw dice down the stairs and see what comes up? What? How do you do this? So... With her, she's going to be your next Supreme Court justice. It's not going to really change the court that much except to say, my God, this Supreme Court is out of its mind. Okay? With Roberts and the wishy-washy depends on which way the wind is blowing day. What I don't understand is why a conservative who's put on the court goes either way and a liberal goes farther left. It's it's a tilt in the axis on the earth. It's probably some geokinetic problem there. But I want to jump right in right now to what I would call the solution. Here's a solution this year. I have a new idea for the Biden administration. I hope you're listening, Joe. I know you're in Poland. Congratulations. You made it out of the country. And you didn't tell anybody where you were going. I can't say where I'm going. That was yesterday. So here's my new plan for the Biden administration. You guys should hire me. I'm a good idea man. Warp speed for energy. Here you go. Warp speed for energy. So Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy, she is at a conference and she says, this is the moment for peace in order to shift the likelihood of the entire world to go green. So we should all get off of fossil fuels tomorrow so that we are not beholden to Russia or Venezuela or Iran. Can someone get her unicorn, her flying unicorn, 
put her on the back and get her back to the United States because she needs to take a break. Her reality has become Bidenized. I, I just, when I heard this, this she's taking this moment. She's completely out of her mind. She has run the energy sector into the ground. And by the way, had they let the Keystone XL pipeline go through like it should have gone? Hey, America, 830,000 barrels a day. Think about that the next time you go to the pump. I paid 4.69 the other day for a gallon. You think I'm going to change my driving habits? No. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to still drive. I still got to go to where I got to go. So this take the day off, don't drive, take mass transit. Yeah, okay, let's take mass transit. Go take mass transit in New York City. You know what's going to cost you for the private security that you're going to need on the subway? You know, don't even get me started with New York City. <laughs> Everybody's got their problems. Our problems have problems in New York City. But that's the great thing about this. The Biden administration tomorrow could do what Trump did. Get America back on track. You want to kill Putin? You want to kill Putin? Not $130 a barrel, $40 a barrel. Because, you know, one of the reasons that he didn't invade under Trump, I honestly think he couldn't afford to. Because when you're making $40 a barrel, you're not making a lot of money there. When you're making 130 different story, folks. So just when you think they can't go further off the map, they surprise everyone, and the flat earth people go further left till they're falling off the planet. The, the earth is bonkers. You know, and please, someone explain to me what the difference between a Venezuelan dirty oil barrel is and one that's produced in America by American employees helping the American economy. That's the cleanest oil produced on this planet. Yeah, there is no. The answer is there's no rationale for doing that. So one of the things is that we're looking at, I know I didn't talk about Ukraine this week. It's because I think everybody else got their full dose last week. And the one thing that did stand out to me, and I'll mention it quickly, is yesterday Joe Biden got very incensed about a question that was asked about deterrence and the sanctions being a deterrence. And he got very indignant, and he said they were never meant to be a deterrence. The sanctions were never meant to be deterrence. Over time, they create pain. Well, okay, maybe... He should talk to his administration, and he should talk to himself. If he wants an intelligent conversation, talk to someone else, but let him talk to himself for a little bit. February 2022, Vice President Harris, sometimes, sometimes, here we go. She said something clearly. It wasn't garbled. Vice President Harris says sanctions do deter. They do deter. Ned Price says sanctions do deter. Secretary of the NSA, hey, <laughs> the little kid, he said, sanctions work, they're a deterrence. Biden himself said sanctions were a deterrence. As of yesterday, a month later, remember that, that whole thing, wait a month, they're not a deterrence. Well, clearly, you know, it's like stepping outside and seeing it's raining. And all the time you're inside, you're yelling, the sun is out. And you go outside and it's raining and you go, oh, yeah, I never said it was sunny. I said it was raining. Okay. Here's another genius remark by Biden yesterday. When asked about the use of chemical weapons to Russia, 
Here's the response, Joe. Here's what it should have been. If he ever dares to use chemical weapons in Ukraine, the response will be so fierce and so deadly that he will regret ever stepping into Ukraine, ever. That should have been the response. But instead, what did we hear? We will respond in like kind. Okay, what does that mean? First of all, he takes lessons in speech therapy from Kamala. In like kind to a chemical use would be chemical use. So you're going to use phosphorus? What are you going to use? You're going to use sarin gas? What what would you use in like kind, Joe? So he's got to watch what he says, or they got to reel him in and bring him back to the United States before he says something wacko, or something that's even going to be more bonkers. You know, as we come towards the end of the show this week, I thought that we would bring ourselves to a sense of reality maybe this weekend, and Joe Biden was going to step onto the world stage and not slip, but that never happened. So here we go. We're at the end. Joe Biden, I hope you have a good week. I hope that you do something productive. Get this war under control. NATO, stop talking and start doing. Stop putting everything out in the news and just do it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. and like to thank Legendary Dave for helping out today. Enjoy your great weekend, and thanks for listening to Bite of Reality. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.